Now, I'm not here to say that anybody is not a Christian, but what I will tell you is scripture. And scripture tells me that if you are not loving, if you do not love, then you do not know who God is. That's what scripture says. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, all over the world. Good morning. It is Monday here on Church Boy Confessions. He will direct your path. So what's there to fear again? Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Church Boy Confessions Podcast. I'm your host, Emmanuel Hecke. Thank you guys so much for tuning in once again. Episode 96 inching closer and closer to church board confessions episode 100 um thank you guys uh we continue to grow um we just reached over a thousand subscribers last week um on youtube and i'm so thankful to those that watch those that listen everybody has been contributing to this to those that have been sharing with their friends to those that have been um liking and subscribing and commenting and following and dming all of it i love all of it is amazing all of it is really us growing together which is the um goal and we're doing that um different countries like man everybody's tapping in everybody's a part of this community and i love you guys and i just felt i always feel the need to express that as best as i can so thank you i have to open up the podcast by saying that all glory to god um i want to this is going to be an interesting episode um you know don't be deceived by the title you know i know that it's like it might sound a little offensive to some people um but you know some people are going to be offended in this episode maybe some people are going to be enlightened i think most people are going to be enlightened um but ultimately everybody's going to be educated after this episode um i'm going to do like a two-part series i guess if you will um because i i I, it really it came from a dm somebody asking me about you know to cover progressive christianity um and you know i've been waiting for that one (laughs) i'm gonna tell you this right now i've been waiting for that fate um, and that's coming next week. So I wanted to, you know, talk about both. I want to talk about con- conservative Christianity. And then next week, I'm going to talk about progressive Christianity. The first thing I have to say is this. This episode is not complete without the next one. And the next episode is not complete without this one. So if you plan on listening to the next two episodes, please listen to both of the episodes in full. Another thing I have to say is that this conversation is in-house, all right? Most of the things I talk about in Church Boy Confessions, I, you know, I make sure that it's, you know, um, that we are open and we are, you know, receiving people who may not be walking in the faith and we hope that you walk away with the faith, of course. Um, and then there's some episodes that I have to say, you know, in the get go, this is for Christians. This is for people who are a part of this walk. But if you want to be educated and you want to, you know, to dive into this too, you are welcome to continue listening. But, you know, I'm going to be speaking, um, to Christians. So I don't want you to feel left out. I just want to say that, um, you know, be very clear. Um, so, yeah, this started off with a question in the DMs a couple of weeks ago, and now I feel, you know, it's been put on my heart to really address it. Um, I'm going to talk about progressive Christianity. I'm going to talk about conservative Christianity today. I want to talk about conservative Christianity. I really want to break it down. Um, you know, this this whole dynamic is a really big issue in the church right now. Um, this, you know, dialogue between conservatives and progressives, there's like a billion YouTube videos about it where like you have a progressive sitting down, you have a conservative sitting down and they're talking about things in the Bible and how this is that and how that is that. And honestly, it makes me sick to my stomach. 
it makes me sick to my stomach. I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stay away from the rants today, of course, because I want, you know, this to be educational. I don't want it to just be my own rants, but um, I'm going to start off like this. And I feel like you guys are going to understand where I'm going to go from based on this statement right here. The point I want to make in all of this is that nine times out of 10, and the reason why I say nine times out of 10, because like maybe, you know, I always have to leave a margin of error because, you know, I don't know everything, right? Nine times out of 10, if you have to add some type of adjective to Christianity, it's a it's 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 very likely that it could be heresy. And it's very likely that you could be missing something that's already in the Bible, right? Um, or maybe you could be a little biblically illiterate. I don't mean that to be, you know, disrespectful. Illiterate like is actually a, a word. Um and we're going to we're going to break this stuff down. Today we're going to talk about conservative Christianity and and let me first start off by saying this. This is definitely a critique by the word of God, not my own personal critique. Um but I want to start off by saying this. When you look at the term conservative Christianity, you might think there's nothing wrong with that because you're taking it as like the denotative definition of conservative, which I have it written down here, which is averse to to be conservative is to be averse to change or innovation, and holding traditional values. Now, when you take that denotative definition of conservative and attach it to conservative Christianity, then it's safe to say that every Christian should technically be what, you know, in this definition, in this context, a conservative Christian. You know why? Because this book right here, called the Holy Bible, well, a collection of books called the Holy Bible, needs no innovation. And I want to be very clear with that. If you are someone who thinks that, oh, maybe it has it wrong some places. Oh, no, it contradicts. Oh, no, but this is not actually that. I'm going to tell you this. I would encourage you to take more time to study the word of God. Uh, you will recognize that what people call contradictions are not actually contradictions. You will recognize that um, what you think is morally deprived is not morally deprived. Um, you will recognize that this is the most important text in the world. Um, and you will recognize that this is the living word. And that's not living, which means that it continues to change with the times. The times ought to change towards this Bible because this Bible does not need any innovation. So when we talk about conservative Christianity with the denotative meaning of conservative, every Christian should be conservative. But the thing is... When we talk about, you know, the connotative meaning and we see what conservative Christians are, you know, presented as in like, you know, popular culture, that's where the problem is, you know, because the conservative Christians in, in culture is supposed to encapsulate people like white Christian nationalism It's supposed to encapsulate people like far right Republicans It's supposed to encapsulate people like even the KKK. <laughs> And this this now we can see where the problem is. And this is what I'm talking about. Like I just want to be very clear when I say conservative Christianity, I'm not going to talk about the conservative as in like the, the denotative meaning of cons conservative. I'm talking about the connotative meaning um, that we as a culture have kind of put around this idea of conservative Christianity. Ultimately, 
when I think of conservative Christianity, I ultimately go to things like this that I just that I just listed. And I would say that these are people that hold true to religion, religion, do things, works and 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 be righteous and give the appearance of religiosity and, and being right with God to give the appearance of that. But they are still morally deprived um, and they lack compassion and they lack brotherly love. These are the people that you see, you know, the stereotypical, judgmental, hypocritical church folk. Um, these are the people that, you know, lack love for the for fellow human beings. Unfortunately, this is what it means to be a conservative Christian, as is believed by, you know, pop culture. And this is a very big problem. If this is something that you, some some space that you are in, this is a very big problem because all the commandments as Jesus was explaining in Matthew chapter 22, towards the end, I would, I would, I'm going to read a lot in this episode, but I'm also going to like, you know, mention different places that I think you guys should read, um, because reading the Bible is very important. Remember, I talked about biblical illiteracy. It's very important. A lot of us are biblically illiterate. A lot of us are not reading the word enough. Um, that's why in, in the descriptions I'm putting read so, so, and so I expect you guys to be reading those. Even if you want to read it before or after, I expect you guys to be reading those verses on your own. Please, please, I beg you. Well, all the commandments come down to loving God and loving others as yourself, as Jesus was talking about at the end of Matthew 22. Um, and we are told to love our neighbor. And I had a couple episodes talking about this night and, you know, I think the past five to 10 episodes. Um, and you know, it's very important because first John chapter four, starting at verse seven tells us this beloved, beloved, let us love one another for love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. And he that loveth not knoweth not God for God is love. In this was manifested the love of God toward us because that God, because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the prop, propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us and his love is perfected in us. May God bless the hearing and the reading and understanding of his word in the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, help this word to pierce our hearts, to pierce our minds. Father God, I am guilty. I'll be the first one to admit that I am guilty of not loving sometimes. And I pray that with me admitting other people can confess it also, Father God, and help us, Lord Jesus, to grow through this episode in Jesus name. Amen. Now, I'm not here to say that anybody is not a Christian, but what I will tell you is scripture and scripture tells me that if you are not loving, if you do not love, then you do not know who God is. That's what scripture says. Look it, like I said, I'm guilty and I'm working on it myself. Well, of course, you know, the spirit is helping me and, and, and helping me realize my own faults. And then I'm, and I'm walking by the spirit. I'm living by the spirit, which I'll get to in a second. Um, but I can speak to times where I have hated people who sin. I can speak to times and I'm being completely honest with you. I would go down in the comments of TikTok or Twitter. I used to, if you follow me on, I don't like when people follow me on Twitter because I always just end up, you know, 
well, I, I'm off Twitter now. Like, I don't go on very often. But, you know, back when I used to go on all the time, I always used to, like, be, you know, arguing with people. That's why I don't like when people follow me on Twitter because I'd be arguing all the time. Um, but when I would see those comments on Twitter, I would see those comments on TikTok. I hated those people. I hated them. It pissed me off. I could see something on Twitter. I could see something on TikTok. And I will, I will be thinking about that for the week. For the week. I will. And I'll be playing it back in my head, different arguments, and I'll be just, oh, I'll be so pissed off. It's still something that I'm trying to work through, but Holy Spirit, God's been working on me too. I tell you, we're getting better together. Um, But the word of God tells us, you know, hate evil, abhor what is evil. But the word of God tells us to love people. Abhor what is evil. Hate the sin. Hate the action as you should. The fear of the Lord translates to hating evil. But we're supposed to love people. That's what the word of God says. And it is through love we know that God's spirit is in us. It's through love that we know that he's with us, that he's in our hearts. Um, Galatians chapter 5 verse um, 22 tells us the fruits of the spirit. 22 and 23 tells us the fruits of the spirit. And it says, but the, the, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. Oh, look at that. The first one is love. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. The first thing, I'm not saying that this isn't sequential order, but I just, you know, for me, I think it really helps my point in this episode, right? That the first thing is love. Fruits of the Spirit. Products. Of walking by the Spirit, living by the Spirit, being led by the Spirit is love, is joy, is peace, is long-suffering, is gentleness, is goodness, is faith, is meekness, is temperance. Love is a product of that, of, of that walk, being led by the Spirit. Some of us, we we what we do is, and I'm guilty, like I said, I'm guilty, you know, we, we see nonsense on online. And we don't correct out of love. We don't instruct out of love because the Bible says, you know, the word of God says that the word of God, the scripture is used for correction, is used for instruction. So correcting and instructing, disagreeing is, is not hatred. But we're going to talk about that next episode. Trust me, <laughs> that's going to be a lot. Um, but a lot of us, we don't instruct in love. We don't correct in love. We correct from a place of passive aggression. We correct from a place of hatred. Um, and then we give that, you know what I'm talking about. We give that passive aggressive, well, Jesus loves you. So I'm going to pray for you. So how dare us? How dare we? Honestly, how dare we? That's not okay. That's not cool. Honestly. Hmm. I'm going to, um, there's, there's an ending to verse 23. Galatians 5 verse 23 that says, against such, there is no law. Hmm. Because we have to go down to the, the basics of Christianity, the basics of being a child of God, the basics of becoming a child of God, in which we are not saved by obeying the law. We're not saved by our works. We're not justified by works, but we are justified justified by our faith. Because there's many of us that are more concerned with following the law, strictly just 
simply following the law than allowing the fruits of the spirit to be manifested in our lives. But it is yielding to the spirit of God that makes us righteous, that that leads us down the path of righteousness, not our works, as it says in Ephesians chapter two. So in verse eight, for by grace are ye saved through faith and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not the works, lest any man should boast. By faith we are saved. In Galatians chapter 3 verse 5 says, This only would I learn of you, receive ye the Spirit by the works of the law, or by the hearing of faith. Which means we receive the Holy Spirit by faith. And when we believe by faith, we are justified by faith because that Spirit comes into our life and we are led by this spirit down the path of righteousness as we yield to the spirit as we are led by the spirit as we follow the spirit as we live by the spirit but so many of us are simply concerned with works and when we do works but then we also sin but then when other people sin we we hey 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 and we hate them as if we are righteous as if our righteousness is not like a dirty rag but no it is by our faith And by the spirit that dwells in us. And if the spirit is dwelling in you and you are yielding to the spirit, the product of that should be love. That's not Emmanuel speaking. That is the Bible speaking. We read the verses right now. That's the Bible speaking. It starts with faith. It starts with the relationship with God. Through his son Jesus Christ. It's not simply about works or presenting yourself as holy, as many of us might get it, it might get it twisted. No. It's about allowing the Holy Spirit to come into your heart and transform you. Because if you're just trying to be righteous because of the works that you do, right? Do understand that you are rejecting God's righteousness or you are trying to find your own self-righteousness. That's what's going on. And when you find your own self-righteousness, now you think that you are better than other people, right? And now when other people are doing things that you even used to do, you judge them and you condemn them, condemn them. And and you, you know, you rebuke them, but not with love. A lot of us got it messed up. A lot of us got it messed up. We're concerned with looking holy. But some of us are looking holy. You know, there's I'm going to get to it. (laughs) If you're not loving, this tells me that you're not living by the spirit. If you're not living by the spirit, it tells me that you're ultimately either willfully rejecting and suppressing the, the, the spirit of God inside of you. Or you don't have the spirit of God inside of you to begin with. And here's the thing, man. There are people that mirror this. In the Bible, if you think that this, this, uh, you know, this, this, this stance or this, this uh, type of Christianity, not really a type of Christianity, but you know what I mean, um, started now. No, it hasn't started now. It didn't start in 2021 or 2020 or 2019. I'm going to take you back 2000 years ago to people who were like this, that were concerned with the works, but not having a relationship with God and allowing his spirit to come in. And lead them. And these were these were the people called the Pharisees. And think about the Pharisees. These were the guys that grabbed Jesus and arrested him. These were the guys that started beating down on Jesus. These were the guys 
that gave him to the Roman Empire. These were the guys that were shouting, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. It was the Pharisees. It was people like that who were fixated on works. And because they're fixated on works, they're even hypocritical. They're judgmental. And as they're fixated on, on their own self-righteousness, they never they, they completely were blind to the spirit of God. They did not know who God was. And because they did not know who God was, they didn't have his spirit in them. There were no fruits of the spirit in their lives. I hope you see where this is all connecting. Because Jesus would even refer to, there's, there's a place in the Bible where Jesus is just going in. If I remember where it was, um, well, I forgot. It's, it's, it's a place in the Bible where Jesus really just takes out like a whole chapter to just, you know, to, to get on the Pharisees. I believe it's, is it? No, I forgot, whatever. Um, but basically, he's even compa- he compares the Pharisees to a whitewashed tomb where on the outside they look so clean and, 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 and pure, but on the inside is a bunch of dead bodies. That's, that's what he um, compared the Pharisees to. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 20 to 22, he says, For I say unto you that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees, ye shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. That's Jesus speaking. Matthew chapter 5, verse 20. That's Jesus speaking. Forget forget, uh, 21 22. I'm just going to read 20. Except your righteousness exceeds... That of the Pharisees, except your righteousness succeeds. Those are the people who were hypocritical. Those are the people who were judgmental. Those are the people who wanted their own self-righteousness. Those are the people who never allowed the spirit of God into their, into their lives. Never loved. It wasn't about love. It was about suppression. It was about hypocrisy. It was about presenting themselves as holy by having nothing holy inside of them. We have to exceed the righteousness, the righteousness of these people if we want to enter into the kingdom of heaven. And we do that by yielding to the spirit of God that is in us. If we are not loving, then the Bible says that we do not know God. It's not about just doing works. It's about knowing God. I challenge you. I'm talking to you. If you have a problem loving, let me tell you something. You have homework to do. You have work to do in knowing God. That should be your concern. Yielding to the spirit of God inside of you. There's an important story in the Bible. I'm going to say this. I'm going to wrap up. Starting at John chapter 8. An encounter that Jesus has. Another encounter that Jesus has with the Pharisees. And we all know this verse. It's very popular. This passage is very popular. And says, And the scribes and Pharisees brought unto Jesus, him, a woman, taken in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst... They said unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such 
should be stoned. But what sayest thou? This they say, tempting him, that they might have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. Verse 7. So when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto him, He that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. And that story continues and the Pharisees drop their stones one by one, walk away. 2,000 years later, there are some of us who have heard this and read this story and have the audacity to chuck that stone and beam shorty and beam her. That's what we're doing. And it's not because we're doing the work of God. No. It's because we have we have adopted this idea of being righteous, our own self-righteousness. It comes from a place where we have been ignoring the spirit in us. That's supposed to guide us. And from guiding us, it produced fruits like love. We've been ignoring that. And instead, we've been more concerned with simply justification by works. But let me tell you something. That when the fruits of the spirit are manifested in your life. And you see the love, you see the joy, you see the peace. That right there. Is how we ought to share the gospel. That right there is what's going to call people to repentance. That right there is going to ask people, who is this God that you serve? That right there is letting the light so shine. Not hiding it under a bushel. Not hiding it under a table. But that right there, when we allow the spirit to lead us down the path of righteousness that is when we shine bright and that's when people can see that god dwells in us if you do not have love it's saying that god's not dwelling in you that's what the scripture said we just read that we just read that in first john so if you're not loving and god's not dwelling in you how how do you expect anyone to be saved by the by the words that come out of your mouth this is not an episode, and like I said, this episode is not complete without the, the next episode. This is not an episode about live and let live, God forbid. This is an episode about loving, remembering that key ingredient. Some of us are chucking those stones still. We hate sinners. We never like them. As if we have never sinned ourselves. As if Christ didn't die while we're yet sinners when we call ourselves Christians and we aim to be Christ-like. But let me tell you that you cannot be Christ-like and hate sinners. You can't. <laughs> you cannot be Christ-like and hate sinners. No. No. You call yourself a Christian. You call yourself a child of God. The Spirit of God dwells in you and you are led by the Spirit and you are living by the Spirit. And the fruits of the Spirit is love. And you're not loving Something's wrong. No. If you are Christ-like and you are a child of God, you should be loving. 
Not allowing everything, not agreeing with everything, loving. And we're going to break that down next episode, but that's very important. Let the spirit work in you. Let go of the anger. I know. I get angry when people blaspheme against God, mock God, mock me and my faith. Let go of the anger. The wrath does not work the righteousness of God. Let go of the self-righteousness. That'll kill you. That will that will not have you enter into the kingdom of God. How can you love a sinner though, Emmanuel? I'm going to tell you this and I'm going to get out of here. Um, it's through the spirit in us. I would say it's impossible to love people that hate you. Impossible to love sinners. Impossible to love everyone unless you have Jesus in your heart. Heavenly Father, thank you so much, God, for this message. And I pray that it pierces our hearts and minds like a two-edged sword. Oh, God. I pray, Father God, that you help us and heal us, Father God, and wash us from our own unrighteousness, oh God. Help us, Father God, to yield to the Spirit, to live according to the Spirit, that the fruits of the Spirit will be manifested in our lives, oh God. And as they're manifested in our lives, our lights so shine that men and women around the entire world will be drawn unto you, oh God. That's how it goes. Not being like a Pharisee, but being like a child of God. Help us, Father God. Forgive us of our sin and trespasses. Forgive me. Have mercy on us, Father God, and help us to do better. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. I love you guys. I love you guys. I love you guys. If you know somebody who needs this episode, make sure you share it with them. Don't hold it from them. Um, and think on these things. Honestly, I'll be back next week um, talking about progressive Christianity. You guys have an amazing week.